Everybody and welcome back to the show. This is, of course, the Game Bites podcast. My name is Legrand Jolly, your host, and I am joined, as always, with co-hosts Jeremy Lamont and Dale Jones. Gentlemen, how are you tonight? Beware, we live. Doing good. Have, Thank you. Have you gotten your E3 fill yet? Because it's it's over. I'm so tired of E3. Uh, you know, I yeah. was done a week ago with the Bethesda thing. That was about <laughs> all I needed. Yeah, some so, good stuff uh, happened after that. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff, and I kind of stopped. I kind of like was all excited for it, and then followed it for the first little while of the week, and then kind of just got really busy and just stopped following. It. I was, I was pretty hyped. I mean, the way it works is technically they do those conferences before E3 proper actually starts. So mm-hmm. a lot of people on Twitter and out there they're saying, "Oh, E3 is ready to start," and I'm like, "Nope, E3 is E3's over." Done. Yeah, so that's true. Done. <laughs> I guess the I guess the floor opens up. Was it uh, Thursday, Friday, Saturday? Right? Yeah, it's 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 done by then. Uh, yeah, I tell yeah. you, after the conferences, I don't even give a crap. Uh, the, the only thing that comes out out of it after that is like bonus podcast episodes, basically. Yeah. The conferences are so hyped though, and this year the conferences were hyper than ever. How how hyper? Jeremy? So hyped. Pretty good. They were so hyped. Okay, for the most the ones that I saw, which was like they were hyped. One or two? I think I saw two. <laughs> so, the one I saw was so yeah. hyped. Actually, Bethesda. if the one you saw was the Sony conference, it was the, the one you saw was the one we talked about last week. No, I yeah, did. I did see the Sony <laughs> one too, but yeah, that was it. I think. I watched uh, part of Nintendo, and I watched part of EA, and I watched part of Microsoft. And part of Ubisoft. I miss everything else. Well, just in case you didn't get them all, dear listener, tonight we will recap for you in all their glory the various E3 press conferences and pick out the things that we thought were the uh, the best, most interesting. All right. Let's, let's do it then. Do you, have any, so, uh, do you have any Microsoft in you? You know, we've, we've got Microsoft. We've got Microsoft. Now, I, I have tried to limit the list here to things that were new, brand new. There may be some things that slipped in here that were just good demonstrations, but we're just going to do these in chronological order. So following the um, following the uh, all, all of the fallouts and, and things from Bethesda, we jumped into Microsoft the next morning. Uh, Microsoft started out, actually, with a uh, demonstration of uh, Halo Guardians, Halo 5 Guardians. We won't talk about that. But it was uh, basically just some interesting gameplay, four-player uh, uh, co-op campaign, and then they have a big... I guess I'm talking about it, so... I did watch uh, that uh, little five-minute... <laughs> I, I watched that five-minute, you know, gameplay segment, and it looked like Halo, you know? Yeah, yeah, it was very purple. It had a Nathan Fillion on it. That's right, he's, he's yeah. reprising his role from Halo ODST, a, a character named Buck. Soap McTavish, right? <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. That's a different game. Uh, and then they also have their 24-player, uh, uh, I almost called it Killzone, Warzone uh, multiplayer, which actually Killzone has yeah, that's a the name very... Of Killzone's, uh, death that's match, right. It's That's right. It's exactly it. And it's 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 very dynamic, really well Yeah, it's got those uh, mini-objectives. Yeah, exactly. And nobody's ever really copied it. I'm really surprised. So at least they copied the name, I guess. So Halo <laughs> 5 Guardians Warzone. Uh, after that, they showed a game called Recore, which was basically a girl and her dog robot, and uh, the dog explodes, and I get the feeling. We don't really know much about this, except it will be from uh, Keiji Inafune and uh, Armature, I guess. They had previously uh, tried to work together. I don't know if you guys remember, but there was some video a year or two ago that came out for a Mega Man Maverick Hunters game, a sort of a first-person Mega Man game. Do you guys remember hmm. seeing that footage? No. Nope. So it never came out, and all that was all that existed, I think, was about 30 to 60 seconds of kind of first-person Mega Man wall climbing, which, you know, looked all right. If I'm not mistaken, Maverick Hunter is just the name of Mega Man X in, in Japan. Yeah, it uh, the, the whole thing about the Maverick robots. But anyway, that one never came to light, but apparently Inafune and his company, Comcept, uh, they're still working with Armature to do this uh, this ReCore game. We didn't really see much about how it plays or what it's actually going to be, but I kind of get the feeling like it's going to be a mix-and-match robot buddies kind of action-adventure sort of game. Maybe in the future, something like that. Um, let's see. After this, I think I, I kind of went a little bit out of order. Um, the At the Microsoft uh, event, they also showed the Xbox Elite controller, the Xbox One Elite controller, which uh, looked pretty nice. It's a pretty nice-looking controller. I, I thought it looked really cool until I saw the price tag, and I was like, nope, I don't need a controller How much was that. the price tag? 
$150. Are you meant to play Elite Dangerous with this controller? Is that why it's called that? No, Maybe. come on. Actually, the, you know what? I'm glad you mentioned that because there's something that I left off this list, so let's just bring it up right now. Microsoft is launching their equivalent of Early Access. I can't remember exactly what it's called. I should go look that up. But they are uh, Elite Dangerous is on there. In fact, I believe it's playable as of right now. They they said right at the uh, oh, conference wow. that... Uh, well, I was going to say, because if, if you, you can play that game on a controller, certainly, and, and it does work, but a few extra inputs would really help, too. I wonder if those uh, buttons can be mapped as extra inputs or if they are just extensions of other buttons on the controller. Oh, I, th- I thought they were extra inputs, no? I thought they were just like a way to remap huh. like existing buttons already. Yeah, maybe. But I, I, may, I might be wrong. I don't know. That's kind of what I got out of it. So you don't have to take your hands off of the thumbsticks in order to hit your face buttons. Right, yeah. Yeah, I've seen, so, I've seen like third-party things you can attach to your controller that do that. But I, right. yeah, for, I, I was thinking this was extra inputs. So, yeah, I don't know. Maybe a nunchuck, like plug your Wii nunchuck into it. And... Maybe a bow staff controller. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Uh, if So if anybody out there ever has a chance to play with the Xbox One Elite controller, let us know how it is, because I don't think any of us will be trying it anytime soon. Uh, they also trotted out Todd Howard onto stage, and he talked about Fallout 4 again, but he did mention something pretty interesting, that the, uh, uh, I believe it's user-generated content, uh, mods will actually be cross-platform between PC and Xbox One. Um, one thing that we didn't get much of a feel for, I think, from this press conference, they, they've talked in the past about how Windows 10 is going to have a lot of cross functionality with Xbox One, and I don't know if this was specifically part of that Windows 10 initiative, or if it was something external that they've that they've been doing. Um, so I know you guys both, when you talk about your, your Fallout or your Bethesda uh, open-world experiences, you talk about, yep, I loaded up about 100 mods. How does, how does this I, strike you? I, I'm curious to see if it's, I mean, if it's going to be across, you know, Xbox and Microsoft, you would think that Microsoft's going to build something into the gaming portion of Windows 10 to support modding or support the games like that when, uh, generally speaking, you buy games on, you know, Steam, like, and Steam has mods built into it now. You know, and there's also third-party ways to mod it. So I'm, I'm interested to see how they actually end up executing this um, and... You know what well, I mean? Because I think the- one thing that they they talked about, and I'm not sure if we brought it up in our last show, but one thing they they announced at their press conference at Bethesda was Bethesda.net, which is their sort of online portal for I don't even remember what. What are they uh, doing? What are they doing with that? Maybe this this might be what that, maybe that was I, their sort of like introducing it, kind of like how at that one E3 or like EA was just dropping Origin on every single trailer. It was like nobody yeah. had ever heard of what this origin thing was. I'm just trying to remember what the, the Bethesda.net actually is, though. I mean, I don't know if it's just a, you know, uh, friends there. list kind of thing. You or... play? It's Bethesda you play, maybe? Yeah. yeah. There's well, a big square on it right now, and that's it. Well, I think that could, be a, that could be a, uh, a, a venue for this sort of thing, so I guess we'll have to kind of wait and see how that turns out. But, why, uh, why is Dark Souls 3 on this list? Uh, Dark Souls 3 was, I believe it was announced here, right? Yeah, but Forza Five isn't on here. I Forza Five blew right past me. Oh, what's even... what's your problem with oh. Dark Souls? Yeah, <laughs> dude, what? Come on. You said so. you're only putting new stuff, like interesting new stuff on. I here, thought right? I thought Dark, was Dark did was Dark Souls a known thing? It was I leaked. Mean, it was, yeah, it was leaked. Yeah. Right. So this is where they actually showed it, yeah, and yeah. we got to oh. see something. Of okay. It, so. Well, I, you're. I, I guess it's forgiven then. Okay. Good. Well, then I guess let me just make a mention. Yeah. Forza, yeah. Forza, something or other was is coming out. <laughs> Forza also. the next game. Sorry, I'm not a Forza. I'm not even an Xbox <laughs> One owner, so I don't really care at all. But. I will be. I will be soon. I'm pretty excited. This week, I'll be getting an Xbox One. Why? Um, I and mean, if you don't mind going into your reasoning there like what 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 pushed you over the edge of picking one up you know i i believe that there's sort of a false uh logic behind console adoption or, or new platform adoption everyone everyone says oh i'm waiting for the one game the one game but then what happens is every game that comes out you look at it and you're like well that's not enough to buy a new platform or that's not enough to get into a new platform for me it's just the preponderance the just the bulk of of stuff that is available you know the as it should be the, the, the weight of the library the pompatus of love is that it? yeah exactly <laughs> i i think for me i'm probably going to get one for christmas this year and it's just going to be because i mean my ps4 sits here on at my computer desk with me and i think the xbox will be my kids' console and that's what they'll use um, or I will get a, a PS TV and they can use my PS4. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm right. uh, hanging on to the excuse that I'm trying to buy a house as to why I'm not planning to buy any. You know, that's the reason why time. I probably shouldn't buy. <laughs> yeah. <I'm> buying a house. <laughs> I'm sending that thing back. 
so also in the Microsoft uh, event, they did a pretty impressive demo of the HoloLens, which uh, they showed. They showed Minecraft, which I know they've talked about in the past, and it's not entirely new. But they actually showed us. Uh, kind of like they did at the Windows 10 event, but this time uh, a pretty full-on demo of Minecraft. Although it, it should be said that what we saw as the viewing audience was not necessarily the same experience that one would have using the HoloLens. They actually rigged up some some pretty neat AR cameras so that we were actually seeing everything in third person, uh, you know, because the person who was playing Minecraft with the HoloLens user, of course, they wouldn't have seen anything. For them, it would have been just, you know, regular old Minecraft um, and uh, it, it was a little bit misleading in that sense. I mean, the field of view apparently for the HoloLens is, is supposed to be pretty limited, but uh, it was impressive to look at, and it did fire the imagination. It was a it was a pretty cool uh, segment of that uh, of that event. Uh, let's see. At the end, actually, I'll skip that one. Um, but they did uh, then trot out Rare. Uh, Rare was uh, present not as an, an avatar or uh, you know adventures sports compilation, but they were there to show off the Rare collection, which was basically 30 games from their past history, going all the way back to the NES. And uh, all available on one, including actually, in fact, going all the way up to Viva Pinata and some of the stuff on Xbox 360 on the rare collection for uh, $30, which uh, was pretty pretty generous. And of course, that's going to be a, um, a value added. There's going to be the ability to do rewinds, a little museum. It's sort of a museum piece kind of thing, but uh, a lot of people pretty excited about that. Are you? Well, you know, uh, the, the thing about the the rare collection is that. You can you can count on it not being well done, right? Because it's rare. Uh, I don't know. You know, I, I believe that Rare has been has gotten this weird narrative built up around them that like, oh, all of their games are so overrated and and whatever. Actually, they're really good. I mean, they're, uh, they're I was really just making impressive. a steak joke, is all. Oh, I see. Rare. rare well, yeah. okay. Well done. Got it. <laughs> Moving right Damn along. It, Jeremy. <laughs> yeah, I know. I ruined it all. Uh, so they actually showed off their new game, the thing they're working on, which was, like I said, not an Avatar uh, sports compilation, but uh, a pirate-based game, a first-person pirate game that kind of looks a little MMO-ish called Sea of Thieves. Um, I saw the, the trailer for this a little while ago, and yeah, it looks kind of neat. The only thing that... I, I saw some people running around with like names over their heads, and I kind of immediately was like, oh, what? I don't, I don't want to <laughs> play with other people. What is this crap? It looked vaguely Assassin's Creed 4-ish. Yeah, uh, the little. the part where they were driving a ship looked a lot like, yeah, a Black Flag, mm-hmm. Rogue style. Mm-hmm. Assassin's Creed 3. Yeah, that's been in three games now. The, yeah. the ship naval combat stuff. Yeah, so that should be pretty good. Uh, they also showed the... Uh, oh, actually, what I felt was probably the biggest announcement for the Microsoft conference was Xbox One backwards compatibility with Xbox 360 games. Uh, a select number of titles, so they're currently in a kind of round-robin tournament-style deathmatch to see which, uh, which games are going to get the best votes, but uh, they are allowing you to either... And I'm a little unclear on this part. Uh, it'll allow you to do both digital games that were on your 360, but you can also pop in a disc. And so. discs, yes. But if you put in a disc, it downloads the entire digital game. So, like, the discs are only used basically as a key to unlock. I was reading about this on, on Eurogame. I had an article about telling talking about the technical aspects of how it works, which is, is kind of interesting. What they're doing is they're emulating the entire 360 OS and how it would play whatever game it is. And, and the Xbox One is seeing that whole package as a game. And then it's it's applying its own, you know, overlay, um, cross invites and all that kind of crap on top of the, the game, which is, you know, the, the Xbox 360. You don't see that interface. It's just a, a wrapper, sort of like a DOS box if you do that. On well, and it's pretty neat that way because, like you're saying, you get all of the online functionality from the Xbox 360 version, yeah. but then from the Xbox One, you can still do your screenshots, yep. and you can still, yeah. I'm assuming, do your Snap It All that snap stuff, yeah. The only yeah, thing exactly. is that right now, they they do not have it working with the few games that are multi-disc on 360. Um, mm-hmm. That's something I guess they're going to try to maybe do. Uh, and what was... Also, no Connect games, I think. Yeah, no Connect, and, and maybe no, like, Rock Band peripherals. I'm, I'm not... They might have said that. I'm not sure. Well, I, I know I saw that the Harmonics guys, they were sort of themselves. Somebody asked them on Twitter if, if you know, because Rock Band 3 right now is the one 
game from the past that will not carry over to Rock Band 4 because I guess there's some licensing issue that Mm -hmm. something prevented that from being able to carry over. Anything that was downloadable before can carry over, but Rock Band 3 weirdly will not be able to carry over to Rock Band 4. So people had asked them, well, is Rock Band 3 going to be one of the games that is backwards compatible? And they themselves said, well, we're actually still looking into this because we're we're just learning about it ourselves. So... Uh, and then, uh, oh, so uh, the, the funny thing about the disc is that not only does this uh, give the Xbox One backwards compatibility, but it also allows it to play used games. So That's true. Yeah. Yep. Uh, and then to wrap it up at the end, uh, unless anyone else can think of anything else that was important, they showed Gears of War 4. Uh, however, everything was so damn dark that I couldn't make out a single thing through the entire presentation. So it was sort of like an audiobook version of Gears of War. It did look like they were maybe sort of straying from the, like, meathead character archetype a little bit. Uh, yeah. The guy they were were showing was sort of like, you know, you just standard jarhead dude. They kind of started going that direction with Gears 3, I think, a little bit. Like Marcus yeah. Phoenix has a soliloquy about thick necks or something like that. <laughs> I wish I had yeah, I, I, I have played all of the Gears of War games, at least the main ones. I never played Judgment, but I played the 1, 2, and 3 uh, to completion. Um, so I really did they, liked Did they get two. progressively more cer- cerebral as they went on? Uh, they tried to make it more, um, I don't know, emotional. They tried to add in things. and uh, I, I liked them, and I, I think I played Gears of War 3 just kind of out of duty, I guess, because I had played the other two. And, Do you know, did they uh, confirm, because the they're doing the Gears 1 remake, did they intimate that they're going to be doing 2 and 3 as well? I thought mm-hmm. that was part of it. I thought it was like a, is it not a collection? No, I'm pretty no, sure it's just a single game. Sense, I think it's just the single uh, game. I'm, I'm not sure. Yeah, I mean the same with the Halo. You know, they only ever redid the Halo One anniversary collection. I don't think they were planning on anything else with those. So they, I guess if they're if they're going to make money with it, they might. But as far as I know, right now it's just the first one. So, so that uh, kind of wraps up the the Microsoft event. Uh, later on, actually, I went to platform holders instead. So let me skip down to uh, EA because EA chronologically was uh, the next one. Um, with uh, and you know I don't have much in here. I think they started out with Mass Effect Andromeda, uh, which was the first thing in there. Which so uh, kind of well, yeah, Mass Effect Andromeda. I think um, there was a leak a couple of months ago that I think was pretty credible, and um, in that uh, part of that leak was that it would be taking effect, taking effect, taking place in another galaxy. And the, the, what the leak said was that you would be playing a, a group of people who basically manned a sort of arc type. Um, ship to basically go out and find other other places for humanity to colonize outside of the galaxy i guess under the threat of the reapers coming in in the mass effect trilogy right uh and so what the leak had was that yeah you were one of these arc crews and you had gone to another galaxy um basically on a special type of ship to just find places to colonize so i think that's basically the setup for this game i think it's probably um taking place at a about the same time as the regular Mass Effect trilogy, but there should probably be all zero um, connection to the original trilogy. Yeah, it seemed like, because I, m- I remember in the Mass Effect series, it's kind of like the faster-than-light travel is tied to the Mass Effect relays. Yes. Um, in this game, I think, if I remember right, watching the trailer, it seemed like the ship itself has some sort of a something on yeah, it, it has an FTL it to travel. Yeah. yeah, allowed it to travel outside of those relays themselves. Um because so, the relays yeah, were constructed was, by the Reapers, if I'm not mistaken. Or, no, wait, or were they constructed it, by the, the Protheans? Pro, is that what they're called? Yeah, who then became the Collectors? Is that right? I don't know. Yep, I don't know. Yep, I don't yep, know they exactly. became the Collectors. But, but there, there's no reason to believe that we would have mass relays outside of our galaxy, is the thing. Right. Um, so that's cool that they were able to retrofit. Maybe because the Reapers weren't able to ex- you know, extinguish life you know at the end of mass effect 3 that it allowed people to continue their progression of the technology and you know build it into their ships um anyway yeah i'm really looking forward to mass effect as you know we talked about it last week but yeah dale and i both you know big mass effect fans wanted to see it outside of the galaxy and looks like we got our, our that was a really cool trailer too with the johnny cash music and they oh, yeah. showed the mako again which is awesome oh yeah they like totally redid it and it's like all fast like a little dune buggy yeah yeah looks still awesome. floaty as hell though yeah, you know, awesome. I really like the Mako. A lot of people didn't, but I, I thought it was great. Yeah, it was, right I also enjoyed it. had jump jets and all that crap. 
So someone explained to me Unravel. I don't. I, I saw it and I kind of dismissed it and went back to work and um, I, I, I don't really pay attention. But I guess people, a lot of people, are talking about it. Yeah, it's uh, essentially a yarn-based. Looks like a platformer. So you take on the identity of a small uh, sort of yarn character. Uh, it kind of looks like a I don't know, like a little cat or something like that. And he uses his yarn, like he unravels himself, there's only so much yarn he has, and he uses the yarn to lasso onto things and to traverse, uh, I, I don't even know what, but the uh, they they, they uh, got the developer, kind of the designer, to come out on stage, and he was a very nervous, uh, very nervous gentleman, and uh, kind of a, kind of fun to watch him sort of pour his heart out to the world on stage there. Uh, he said that it was a, a long time coming. He came up with the idea while camping with his family. Uh, I don't know, though. you, you got to hand it to those guys, you know, these you know nerdy developers sitting in front of a computer all the time, and then you put them out in front of, you know, 200,000 people. That'd be scary, man. <laughs> um, yeah, not, not, not to mention you got, you know, thousands sitting in front of you, but then you got another... You know, two hundred thousand online watching. Yeah, that's kind of. And, and furthermore, you've got this thing that you've just poured your your heart and soul into, and as like as not, it's going to be completely lambasted on the internet. So who knows what? Who right. knows how it's going to come across? But uh, you know, people people said it was cute. They they like uh, Yarny. I think was the the character's name, and uh, um, I I don't know much more about it than that. But it looks very um, sort of Little Big Planet esque or Yoshi's Woolly Worldy. So 2015, Year of Yarn, I guess. I guess so. so. Uh, they also showed a little bit of Mirror's Edge Catalyst. You know, I can't remember if they actually showed gameplay for that or not, though. I know that in this case, uh, they've since come out that and said that there won't be any... Uh, no guns. No gunplay. No guns yeah, at no all guns is what they said, right? Which, I, you know, I know people are happy about that, and I guess okay. But I kind of liked in the first game the ability to do it if I wanted to. Um, they've said that if you, the game is going to be very melee focused. So as faith maintains kind of a flow, as they call it, the, you know, moving from, from one move to another, uh, the, the traversal and the combat will sort of meld into one thing. And, uh, I guess she's impervious to bullets while she's doing that. I'm sure that that's not a continuity thing that she's impervious to bullets while doing parkour. I think it mostly is a, is a game mechanic thing, but they're really trying to emphasize the, um, the, the movement in the game rather than the combat. And, I, you know, to be, to be fair, the combat was the weakest part of the previous game, but, uh, you know, being able to, to get a sniper rifle and pick off a, a dude who just really is in my way from the parkour, because when you failed the parkour in the first game, it was really frustrating, and it, it was kind of nice to be able to headshot a dude before I, you know, launched into my, my springboard acrobatics. So. Well, the other thing is that it's going to be an open world this time, they're saying? Yeah, oh yeah. Instead yeah, of, that's uh, true relatively and i've seen some people question that but i i think that i mean i don't see any incompatibility there i think that once uh, it's built with the right you know avenues and and pathways and things for sure absolutely to facilitate the parkour you know absolutely and there of course they're definitely going to do that uh let's see moving right along uh they also announced plants versus zombies garden warfare 2 uh, PVZ Garden Warfare 1 being the kind of third-person um, ability-based shooter, shooter, I guess you might say. Yeah, yeah it is, and it, it's really quite fun. I mean, between that and Splatoon, uh, I think those are probably the two shooter-style games that I would really be able to play with my kids. In fact, we, we would play the split screen on, on Plants vs. Zombies. Not uh, Soldier of Fortune 2 or anything like that? Yeah, <laughs> no. T- testicle explosions in Sniper yeah, Elite. Yeah, Sniper no. Elite. Mm-hmm. Mm. So uh, it looks pretty good. It looks like it's going to be including elements from Plants vs. Zombies 2, It's About Time, which uh, I think I mentioned last time I actually have been playing a lot of, and uh, I'm looking forward to it. It should be pretty good. They, they are uh, going to um, maintain the, uh, I think, some, some of the modes. They actually talked about some of the specifics of what they're going to be doing with this, but uh, I, I think generally speaking it's going to be sort of more of the... Uh, I, I believe you're actually going to be playing in some part of the, from the point of view of the zombies, I think, so there's actually going going to be horde mode against plants i believe if you look at the trailer it kind of shows some of that so uh should be should be pretty good pretty good uh a couple of other things they showed off an expansion to the mmo old republic i don't know if anybody is still playing that out there but uh if i had that's one of the things if i had infinite time i would play through both of the knights of the old republic and then i would play through all of the you know eight or ten whatever it is character class stories in 
the old Republic MMO as well. Sometimes I wonder how many people are are playing a, a given game in general. It seems like in some some ways it seems like the market must be so diluted from just the sheer choice oh, yeah. available to people. Yep. But uh, for subscribers, the uh, uh, Knights of the Fallen uh, Empire I don't think it, will I don't be... think it is a subscription game anymore. It's not. It's, well, it's for their playing, paid subscribers, right? yeah, they, they specifically said that for their paying subscribers, this add-on would be free. Oh, so they, they have, must have some sort of hybrid sub. Right. Or I guess FTP, I shouldn't say free. I should say no extra cost. Sub and FTP hybrid system or something, I guess. Yeah, uh, and I, you know, I don't know how well that's working for them, but apparently they're still making expansions. I hear it's it, so doing it's, very well. So you know, I don't think it's hmm. probably not something they publicize, but it is Star yeah, Wars. Yeah, well, I, I think I tried it. it. In addition and to the uh, to the fact that there probably is a dilution of, of gamers, I, th- I think that we, as the community of people who talk about these kinds of games, I think we tend to underestimate the, yeah, these the level MMOs of success. Yeah, MMOs get overlooked all the time. Yeah. I'm sorry, LeGrand, I interrupted you there. I said I tried it and didn't like it. Tried it and didn't like it. Even though I like Star Wars and I like MMOs, I didn't like this one. I like Star Wars Galaxies a lot, but that kind of... Kind of took a left turn at some point. So, uh, they also finished off the conference with a uh, fairly lengthy look at Star Wars Battlefronts, and uh, I think this might have been my favorite part of the EA conference. They actually got a, a Swedish woman out there from uh, from their Dice Studios. Uh, I don't, I can't remember exactly what she talked about, but she took us through a very like audio sensory. You know, it was almost like audio therapy of like you know how you feel about Star Wars and how how Darth Vader scared her so much and you feel so free flying in your X-wing. But they actually then showed some some gameplay footage and it, it went on for probably about ten minutes and uh, was was you know went went pretty in depth and jumped between some of the different uh, you know the two factions you can play as and some of the different character types uh, went between vehicles and uh, you know ground units and uh, looked pretty good. I'm, I'm still looking forward to that. I spent a lot of time with Star Wars Battlefront One and two in the past, and I think this is going to be a lot of fun as well. So, uh, Let's see, Ubisoft. Uh, you know, I missed most of Ubisoft, but I have here a list of uh, kind of what they showed. Uh, they showed some of the uh, Anno 2205, which I believe is going to be a future city-building style yes, game. Yes, I, I played a, a good bit, about 35 hours of Anno 2070, because um, I was kind of looking for a city-builder when SimCity came out, and it was bunk, apparently. Uh, and, and I really liked the, the, that was the first game in the Anno series that I played. Most of the other ones have been set in like the colonial era or yeah, like, um, olden days. the olden, yeah, exactly. Uh, but this one was, uh, you know, near future, uh, it had a very sort of, um, uh, I don't, I don't know what the word is, but it had sort of like two approaches to things. Like you could play like the hippy dippy, uh, you know, high tech, uh, one with nature sort of guys, or you could play like the, uh, you know, let's go dig everywhere for oil and, you know, uh, mess up the environment but get all the energy we need sort of people. Uh, but And it also had, like, a really sort of melancholy theme to it. Like, um, it was all about how, like, the world had uh, – the temperatures had risen and the polar caps had melted and the, the coastlines had – or the, the sea level had risen and uh, there was less arable land for farming and blah, blah, blah. And, like, you know, people are having to cope with that. And so all of this was going on and you're building a um, – uh, it's a city builder where you play a, a nation that's, you know, having these to deal with other powers and, and all this other stuff going on. Uh, cool game. So, but I'm, I'm looking forward to this one, which apparently lets you, uh, it's set a, a couple of hundred years later and you're, um, you have a moon I was going to say, colony. I guess it must have turned out okay in, in the last one. Cause well, I don't, you know, I don't know if they all, the I don't know if they all, uh, share like a mythos or, or what. I, they could all just be completely different, like universes or whatever, but, yeah, it's a, it's a moon colony and um, and Earth at the same time, or you know, a planet either way. Uh, hmm. So it seems kind of cool. Like maybe what maybe the moon will have certain resources and the planet will have others. And at some point, maybe there's like a war for independence and blah. You know, I'm just spitballing here, but you'll be able to export cheese from the moon. Yeah. Or spoilers: whatever. turns out the moon really is made of cheese. Uh, they also showed South Park: The Fractured Butthole. Uh, which uh, is a sort of sequel to the Stick of Truth. This one, though, instead of being a swords and sorcery RPG, is going to be a uh, superheroes uh, kind of game. So uh, I'd never played Stick of Truth. I almost pulled the trigger on it when it was on a price mistake on PSN for five bucks, and I didn't do it. Um, but actually, I did watch somebody play through it, and it, it looked like it was uh, pretty good stuff. So. 
Uh, absent from the UB uh, event, uh, Beyond Good and Evil 2, so just wanted to throw that in there. Uh, they did show, however, For Honor, uh, a very large bearded gentleman came out, and uh, I think he had a sword cane with him, and uh, talked about For Honor, which is a... Uh, I don't really know. It looks like it's sort of a, an action game based on... I think I heard it was fight. four on four? On four, Yeah, maybe? like... Fighty dudes, um, like single combat. What kind of like um, chivalry or uh, yeah, the yeah. what was the other one? Or Order of the Rose or 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 the what was the one that we uh, d- didn't like from the Bethesda one? Um, battle Battle Born? Cry, Battle Cry, Battle something. Yeah, Battle, battle Cry. It was Battle Cry. It looked more battle like chivalry. Honor. Chivalry is an awesome, awesome. Yeah, chivalry is really fun. Well, and that's that just sort of a riff on like uh, um, Mountain Blade, right? Same kind of thing. Yeah, or, so, yeah, yeah. I mean, medieval melee combat. Yeah. So it's just blade. Um, just blade. <laughs> uh, then, uh, oh, sorry, Dale. Did you have something to add to that? Oh, yeah. I was going to no. say the other one was uh, War of the Roses. That's the yes, other I, series that uh, the, the, came out the exact same time with the exact same. Game <laughs> yeah, basically. Anything else from unfortunate them timing? I like chivalry from better. from <laughs> from the Bugs Life slash Ants. Uh, Volcano, you know, yeah. Dante's Peak. Yeah. Dante's Peak, yeah. Armageddon, whatever that other one was. Um, Deep so they also showed uh, the announced Trackmania core. Turbo on PlayStation 4 and Xbox One, which will be a Trackmania game on PlayStation 4 and Xbox One. Uh, they also showed Assassin's Creed Syndicate, which we've spent a lot of time talking about before, but it was kind of cool to see, uh, what's her name, Evie, Evie. The, uh, one of the main protagonists, kind of mm-hmm. slicing some dudes up, so that was pretty cool. Uh, let's see, back uh, back up my list, forward in time to that evening, Sony uh, dropping some bombs. Like I said at the, at the top of the show, this is probably the most impressive as, as far as that goes. They opened with The Last Guardian, uh, actually is a thing. It, uh, yeah, it, it, it lives, apparently. So they, they've sort of said, I mean, they've even said, well, no, it's still in development, but here we actually got to see some, some new stuff, and uh, it looks, you know, kind of like you'd expect uh you know coming from eco i I thought it didn't look great i thought it looked kind of kind of like it might have maybe at one time started on ps2 you know uh yeah well i would say ps3 but uh there were there were some decent little visual cues going on little individual plants waving around and uh, the way things crumbled apart are people excited about this game solely because it's from the eco guys and Partly, yes. Shadow of the Colossus. I mean, we don't really know a whole lot about it, do we? Uh, no, I mean, you know that there's a dragon kitty, and there's a boy, and one of the two, or maybe both, is going to die by the end. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no, but I, it's... So, for this one to really be surprising, what has to happen is that, like, the kid has to become some sort of evil overlord and use the dragon to, like, kill an entire nation. And there might be a vague reference to one of the other games, so it'll sort of tie them yeah, yeah, exactly. together. So maybe yeah. it's one timeline. I don't know. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it really it is uh, banking on the pedigree a lot. In fact, actually, Fumito Ueda was in the audience there, uh, so he still has uh, not burned any bridges with with Sony. And uh, actually, they've talked about it a little bit. Shuhei Yoshida talked about how they basically had been waiting on a lot of the uh, tech work to be done. They had to redo the engine for PlayStation Four because it just was not working out on PS Three. Mm. Uh, so he's uh, in the meantime opened a studio of his own. And, uh, yeah, but there's there's uh, more to that story because you don't just leave and open another studio of your own and then go back and work on the same game with your former employee unless uh, unless Sony know. maybe I'm, came to him after some sort of split and they tried to kind of like you know make amends and they're going forward I, from that which is I mean I could I could see it where if they had their internal people saying okay we got to halt work on this while we get things in line to actually function for the next platform. Sorry, creative people. There's not much for you to do until we get that part done. It's going to take us three years. See ya. I mean, I don't know. Any number of things, I guess, could potentially happen there. But uh, but it is coming. They've said it's going to come in 2016. Uh, it remains to be seen whether they and we can uh, sort of um, align our expectations with the actual product. Uh, I, I think it'll be plenty good, though. I, I think it'll be fine. I'm looking forward to it. So... Uh, also in the bomb dropping zone here, Final Fantasy VII Remake, um, which they basically only showed us pre-rendered cutscenes, kind of a remake of, of some of the uh, opening scenes of Final Fantasy VII. Uh, nothing in terms of gameplay at all, nothing in terms of in-engine. Uh, we don't really know how many liberties we're taking with this. Is it going to be a straight 
you know, redo of the, of, you know, turn-based combat, uh, you know, or not. Well, you know, one of the things is people have noticed that the one of the writers is involved in this. So there is a likely or uh, I mean, there's at least some telegraphing here that there may be some rework of the story being done. So hmm. this uh, this makes me wonder if Square Enix is not falling on some really tough times, uh, because we all know that this was, you know, it was in a, a case that said, you know, do not break glass unless emergency. Right. Uh, this was their like ace in the hole for so long. I think that the window may be passed to some extent. I don't know that anybody's going to care about this game who did not already play it back in 1997. So I think all you're going to have is basically a nostalgia hit for a bunch of people. Uh, maybe. I, I don't know don't about know that. I don't know if you're going to attract it... any new new people to this game. Thinking back to when they just released the straight up you know, PlayStation 1 version on digital... You know, both on the PlayStation Network and then when it was released later on PC, uh, it made a pretty big splash in both of those cases. I mean, I think there's an audience out there for it. The question of the window, though, is this thing is not coming out this year. It's not coming out next year. It's probably not coming out the year after that. You know, judging by their track record, it may never come out. Look at, look at Final <laughs> Fantasy XV, you know what I mean? And if, they, if they really are in dire like financial straits, or at least the Japanese side of the company that makes Final Fantasy games, they may not last long enough to get this out. Yeah, and you know, and interestingly, uh, I didn't add them to the list here at all, but Square Enix did their own conference, and uh, Final Fantasy XV did not get a mention even once. And that so. is really weird. Yeah. They just had a demo for that, didn't they? Like... Well, no, well, they just updated the demo for it. So they are doing almost a an early access, you know, on a per-game basis. I mean, they are tweaking and, and getting feedback from people. I mean, not only were they doing demos, but they were actively soliciting feedback from users about what they thought of, of the game. So That's that's kind uh, of troubling for that game, actually. You well, know? I don't know where it places it in the development timeline. I mean, that... I mean, if they're still at a point where they are able to make those kinds of decisions... Uh, I mean, maybe they're further along and they're resetting. I, I don't really know that. Uh, that, yeah, I, don't know. that part I mean, that's a that's weird. a that's maybe the most troubled development a game has ever had at this point. <laughs> on, uh, on the other hand, it is it is kind of interesting that they're even willing to do that. I mean, the, you know, the Square Enix of of yore would probably just truck right on through, and uh, you know, it also is a little bit of a testament. We, we talked about this, I think, on one of our past shows, but the the situation at Konami and. Uh, um, Hideo Kojima and how even Japanese studios are, are not as willing as they once were to simply let the one creative, you know, producer or, or director dictate the the business or or the right. kind of the production schedule of those things anymore. So, yeah, no, I was I was uh, just, in, I was just re- referring to the fact that it wasn't shown at all. I think was a little bit odd. You know, but they might the, not what know they're what they're doing show at this point. Seems sort of <laughs> forward thinking for Square yeah. Enix, but them not showing it is kind of worrisome. Well, but if the demo represents kind of what they've got to show, it's like what what could they show that would get anybody interested in it? Mm-hmm. Uh, they did show, however, uh, they dropped a little bit of a bomb themselves. Kingdom Hearts three at the Square Enix. This was not at the Sony conference, but it was at the Square Enix. They actually showed some some new footage from uh, Kingdom Hearts three. Uh, I guess it's not really a bomb dropping. We we saw it before. We know it exists, but um, it it was actually a pretty decent looking pretty decent looking trailer especially since they they preceded it with the Kingdom Hearts mobile game which looked pretty uh mobile so are you guys Kingdom uh, Hearts players I, yeah, I maybe played through the first two and I played a GBA game yeah the GBA uh, chain chain of memories is good I I'm, I'm wondering if I mean it was cool back then like yeah mixed final fantasy which I love cuz back you know in PlayStation 2 era that was you know, Final Fantasy X, and it was it was awesome, and it was like the the peak of Final Fantasy games, in my opinion. Um, and well, the peak the peak of modern 3D Final Fantasy games, we'll say that. Uh, but and that was like cool how they mix it all up with Disney. But as it, as time wore on, and as I my gaming taste changed, I grew to really not care about that, and to almost just not even like it at all. Just playing Disney characters in that type of universe and I, I now I am not interested at all in Kingdom Hearts 3 but 
after Kingdom Hearts 2 was over, give me Kingdom Hearts 3, you know, and like, like the couple of, you know, two or three years down the road, I would have been all over that. But now it's been so long that I just can't get excited about it anymore. Yeah, but those people are still out there, though, and they're all at, at gaming conventions and going to video games live concerts and stuff like that, yelling about Kingdom Hearts. So there's, yeah, those people I, I, are out I, there, too. I understand. Too. There's still people there. And, I mean, I, I played, I guess, Kingdom Hearts 2 would have been... I was probably 25 years old, so I would imagine that the kids that were 16, 14, you know, playing Kingdom Hearts games growing up, I, I would imagine that they're still in that mindset and in that mode where um, I'm just past it at this point. Um, but yeah, I, I thought it looked really good. I thought it looked fun. Um, it, it, the gameplay looked solid, and obviously the graphics looked great. So. It looked appropriately whimsical. Yes. I have a like a, uh, just that, a virulent, you know, violent reaction to Kingdom Hearts, where, where uh, it just falls <laughs> under the heading of "kill it with fire" for me. So right, right, yeah. Well, and you know, I, I never could make heads or tails of the of the dialogue or the story. I, I used to think it was so cool, man. Freaking Mickey Mouse with Keyblades. I thought it was the coolest thing ever. Now I just don't give a shit. I mean, that's still kind of cool. I mean, uh, okay, it's kind of. It's cool, a little cool. It's all ultimately right. right now. I I could care less. Uh, yeah, to be honest, I, I could I could see that. I mean, my kid has the 3ds version. Um, like a physical version of it. I've never even popped it in my 3DS. That's, that's how much I don't you care. You can't about even it. get into it. Yeah. Nope. Got to Got to kill it. Maybe I should. Okay. I, I, on my trip this next week, I will take it. And I will <laughs> oh God, you heard it here. Oh, I will no. come back and I will report on. T- tell us. Tell us how, how Kingdom how Hearts has matured. <laughs> uh, back to the Sony conference. Uh, Shenmue Three. Just gonna throw it out there. That's pretty much what they did. They announced the Kickstarter by Yu Suzuki for Shenmue Three. Uh, after 10 years, 12 years, something like that, since the second one came out. 14, I and think. Uh, 2001, I believe it was. Yeah, I went to the Kickstarter page and, and I watched the video. And I, have you guys, have, did you guys do that? Have you seen the video? No. Nope. It looks terrible. I don't know why anybody would give any money for this thing. <laughs> But it's they are funded, right. Like it's oh, like it's way. Well, I do know why. It's completely. It's just a just a hit of nostalgia is all, and and people love that. But if you were coming to this without having played either of the the games, like like I, I didn't play them. I don't have any. I don't. I don't care about Shenmue. But I was I was watching it, and it's just like what what uh, I you know. There is nobody that is rationally thinking about this and and putting money down. Uh, I don't know about Especially that. $10,000. Those people that put down $10,000. Yeah, the $10, for the, the, these, for the these people, jacket. I think it kind of goes without saying, but yeah, the, the, that is not, you know, the um, actions of someone who is, uh, you know, really considering what they're doing there. Well, in, in this case, uh, Sony is also uh, co-funding this, so in the same way that uh, 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 Koji Igarashi was only funding partially just for... Some other third party that was willing to put up the rest of the funds. Sony is uh, presumably putting up the rest of the money for the development of this. Uh, of course, the first two games were notorious for their original like seventy budgets. to ninety million or something. Yeah, for the second one, and I think it was like forty some odd million for the first one. And, and they, they're uh, up to are they at three or four million now on their Kickstarter? Three and a half. Yeah, but but again, I mean, uh, they, they are sort of doing that as a as a good faith show that there are people out there who are still interested in this and willing to put money on it. So from that standpoint, it doesn't really matter whether they're thinking rationally or not. They're showing that the money is there and it's, you know, moving the project forward. So we'll, we'll have this probably in 2019, something like that. So. <laughs> Uh, a couple of other items on here. Uh, I've got one that I was particularly interested in, which is Horizon Zero Dawn, which is Guerrilla Games' new... Uh, they're getting out of the Killzone franchise and getting into the enslaved Odyssey to the West business. Uh, the Monster Hunter like business, a, it looks like. Yeah, a little, little, little bit Monster Hunter, a little bit enslaved, uh, where it's sort of a post-post-apocalyptic future where everybody's now cave people again, wearing skins of things, uh, except they're fighting giant robotic animal monsters and uh, looks really good. Uh, again, uh, if you are familiar with Enslaved Odyssey of the West, it kind of has a similar look to it, like overgrown... Uh, you know, remnants of, of past civilizations and uh, and robots. So kind of a weird dichotomy. Dumb title, there, but they, What's with the subtitle? Who needs a subtitle? Just call it Horizon. Uh, yeah, man, can't argue with that. Uh, they also showed off Media Molecules. <laughs> That's a damn good question, Dale. I think we need some answers. Get a road trip time. Head over to Sony. <laughs> bang on the door and just ask them, hey. Um, Dale is up in arms about this. He's just... There, there's somebody. There needs to be a real revolution in video game titles because they're all stupid. 
what would we do without colons? <laughs> uh, <laughs> that yeah. weird question. Uh, so Media Molecule also got a chance to show off something that they've been working on, which I'm not quite sure what to make of it. Uh, it it's called Dreams, and it appears to be a combination still image slash movie production um, creation tool using 3D globulous what like claymation style? It's not even claymation. I mean, it's it's more than that. But uh, they, they sort of demonstrated making a, a still image in 3D space. And then they showed off a bunch of videos that people had made using this tool. And it was like polar bears and a guy playing was, the piano. Yeah, spaceships and things like that, and, uh, I mean, heck, it looked good, and if it's the kind of thing where, you know, Joe Sixpack can put together a... Joe Sixpack is not going to play this. I don't know, you know what it reminded me of? It reminded me of, like, the European demo scene stuff, where people would make, um, just sort of demonstrative tech visual, audiovisual demos, um... I don't know. I don't know. I mean, if, you know, Media Molecule put together, of course, a little big planet where you could build all kinds of things out of uh, little basic moving parts, and I know that not everybody did that, but... You know, I'll give it to Sony for, uh, I don't know, continuing to somehow spend money on Media Molecule games, because there's not, like, a boardroom exec in the world that would, you know, want to continue losing money on, on this stuff. I suspect that this may have some tie-in to Morpheus as well. Maybe. I mean, they didn't really show on stage any of their uh, virtual reality or augmented reality stuff, but this seems like it would be ripe for that kind of thing. So, they're, they're, you know, as an exper- experiential, experiential uh, kind of thing, I, I think there is some potential there. But as far as a you know mass market seller, uh, yeah. I, I don't know. This, I, I this guess, lets you know that someone the- at Sony actually cares about art in games <laughs> if, oh, yeah, if you know the sure. last guardian and whatever else didn't already I, I, I mean i would i would really say that of the of the platform holders they're probably the most like that just in general yeah which i, I i'd agree good, yeah. good good for them i guess uh all right moving right along uh last item here on the list nintendo uh, nintendo has of course uh kind of a <laughs> kind of a pr- pretty mixed bag here. So they, they open pretty strong with a sort of Jim Henson-esque Muppet. Uh, it's not, not really a game, I guess, but they've been doing some weird stuff. They've been sort of uh, wobbling a little more off-axis every time with their uh, <laughs> sort of... Yeah, with with their, like, exec... You know, the, the couple t- a couple of uh, Nintendo events ago, they had the fighting game, uh, you know, Reggie fils and and uh, Satoru Iwata, and, you know, they would fight each other. So this time they actually got honest-to-God Muppets, and they did a thing where they over the course of a little broadcast they were going to do turned it into the characters from Star Fox uh, which of course opened up the um, the event to Star Fox Zero which is a I'm not really clear on this because Star Fox continuity is kind of weird anyway but I guess it's like a remake of the first game I think I don't know if it specifically ties into any of the other games but it's going to use a, a combination of the tablet for aiming as well as third person kinds of things um, other than that, it mostly looks like Star Fox. Uh, looks pretty good on the Wii U. Should be should be pretty good. Um, here, the one I'm the most excited about, though, from the entire thing, Metroid Prime Federation Force. Which, if you remember, at our pre-E3 wish list show, one of the things I specifically talked about here on this very Game Bytes podcast was a Metroid game starring Space Marines, and uh, unironically, Jeremy, I the, asked the for only this. person in the world happy at this announcement, apparently the one, the <laughs> one person, and uh, Kensuke uh, oh, Tanabe, the. Um, the producer of this, he's the Metroid Prime producer over at Nintendo. Uh, a couple of interviews he did post-show were really pretty interesting, and I think he's my new senpai. Uh, he has said that he he wants for there to be some narrative continuity from the Metroid Prime games and, and a little more exploration of some of, the, some of the events that took place at the end of Metroid Prime 3 Corruption, uh, which is exactly the kind of thing I want. I want to see more... I want more in the Metroid universe to love. I, I don't want to go back to the same old, same old thing. I think I, that's I think that's stale. I really liked one thing that he said, and I read a couple of his interviews as well, because I was, I was looking at the backlash and not really understanding why. Obviously, you know, people were looking for a specific type of Metroid, and this guy did not deliver that Metroid for them. But in one of the interviews, um, I believe it was on Kotaku, but they asked him specifically, like, hey, what's, what's going on with this? You know, people clearly wanted this other type of Metroid or whatever. And I believe his response was, well, this other guy's kind of running that show, um, so I don't know what his plan is. 
but this is the game that I'm making. Yeah, so um, he's, he's and I think it's going to be awesome. Yeah, he's specifically the Metroid Prime right. uh, producer, and so they have another guy who's in charge of the 2D Metroids. And, you know, good for them for, for maybe having something else going on there, but uh, we, we've talked about on this show games like Axiom Verge. Uh, Legrand, you mentioned that you've got uh, Ori and the Blind Forest to look forward to on Steam. Other people out there are doing those kinds of games, and they're not doing a bad job at them, and I, I feel like... Metroid has sort of done most of that, and I and I also feel like if they release another Metroid, there there's going to be some some joy about that. But I think that also it's going to be well, it was it was another one of those Metroids, another one of those Mario games. Hey, are, do yeah, all the Metroids exactly. Mario are, are games. all the Metroid games canon, if you will? Or uh, yeah, there's there's like a weird messed up continuity, just like in Legend of Zelda. Like all of those games are completely out of order. Even the Prime games kind of all fit into everything. Yeah, they do. And, and yep, the other M as well. Uh, right. Yep. Yep. Okay. Yep. All the way I know to the that, end. Uh, which I actually, I actually really liked. I really liked Other M. I thought it was Fusion fine, so is Metroid Four. Uh, Fusion yeah. is like the last. Fusion one is the end the, one. Yeah. yeah. Right yeah. now, so so they they need to do Metroid Five at some point. Uh, Maybe yeah, at some point. It'll it'll be Metroid colon something. Metroid colon. Metroid Five That's Guardians. Right. Zero Dawn. That's right. <laughs> Zero Dawn. Yeah. Metroid colon. <laughs> Uh, so they also showed off uh, Legend of Zelda Triforce Heroes, which is another in the uh, <laughs> franchise games that nobody was asking for category, uh, which this is sort of a uh, four swords, except with only three people kind of thing, uh, using the Link to, uh, I'm sorry, Link Between Worlds engine on the 3DS. That's a good one. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. That, that ga- in fact, actually, that's on my schedule, I think, to play next month. I, I promised uh, I got it for Christmas this last December and I I, th- I can't remember who it was Dale maybe it was even you that I said I was yeah I think you this. and I batted around playing it in July that's right. which I, a, I've, a I've actually started it it's uh, it's a cool game have you it's really yeah. good you I, cheated I beat it when me. it came out bastard <laughs> yeah. it it, uh, it feels really good to play it's one of those games that you, you you're playing it and you're like man this is this is good stuff did pink hair is there still pink hair no Link no pink worlds? hair no oh my Not god it can't be a true sequel then this is a side this is a uh, this is a different timeline in the Zelda historia. <laughs> Uh, another one that I'm pretty interested in from Nintendo, Mario and Luigi Paper Jam, which is a crossover between the Paper Mario and the Mario and Luigi series. Uh, did either of you play either of those games in either of those I've, series? I've played the Mario and Luigi games. I think I played two of them. I never played the uh, Dream... Dream Team? Yeah, I didn't Dream play that Team. one either. I, I played the ones on the original DS, and I believe I played one on... The GBA? Was the, yes, GBA? Game Boy Advance Superstar Saga was yep, excellent. I played that, and the, I played the Bowser's... one on... Uh, Inside Bowser's Inside Story. Story. Yes. That's the one I, I I never played that one. I did play an, I heard that was good. Yeah, I played them and I liked them. Yeah, they were, they good. were good. They're all good. And then of course Paper Mario, which uh, Paper Mario has sort of yeah. had a few. Loop it's good. It's good. So but, is this uh, like a, a, a merging of two series then? Yes, it's like Mario yes, and Luigi, is. but Paper Mario and Luigi. Yep. So it's sort of a combination 3D, 2D sort of thing. When the paper characters are in your squad, you can sort of send them through little thin. Uh, you know, crevices and things like that to get into other secret areas. The uh, attacks that you do, they showed a little bit of the combat and, uh, you know, there'll be sort of flat attacks versus the, you know, the 3D kinds of characters doing their thing. And uh, it's all about the timing, you know. Yep. So that should be pretty good. I'm looking forward to that as well. Uh, that kind of, I think, oh, we PC. actually have also here the PC. Yeah. Yes. Okay. So let's try and, and get through this quickly. Uh, PC, uh, actually I sort of fell asleep about 30 minutes into this. Did you guys? Have no, I, I didn't watch it. I just did a, all right. So they, they, they did show, um, the, the walking dead, uh, there's a Michonne game, a game specifically. Three episode, uh, short telltale, telltale miniseries. Yep. Telltale games. That's I, right. I think that's interesting because they're bringing in the normal storyline from walking dead into the Telltale games, which is the first time they've Well, the, the, the Telltale games the have always... The, these two exist in the same world. They, they have... The same world, the but different characters from the comics. And this is... This Glenn. Is, if you well, except for Glenn. Yeah, Glenn is in there. Yes. Uh, there may be so another. This is a full game based on Michelle. Oh, actually, so. do you remember Lydia from the first season? She, oh, Lydia. She shows up in the, in the comics as well. Have you seen Lydia? Uh, Lydia the Tattooed Lady. Huh. Yeah, she's one of the... If, I, if I'm... Not mistaken, she's one of like the governor's crew at some point. I think they, I think they, they came out and said that it wasn't the same lady. Oh, did they? If I'm not mistaken, because I actually looked that up once. Um, but anyway, regardless, yeah, new Walking Telltale game. I, I played both seasons and super excited to play another one because they were both great. And I'll play this one for sure. 
All right, cool. So they also announced uh, probably the big announcement, I I think, from the PC conference, uh, No Man's Sky coming to PC day and date with the PlayStation 4 version, which uh, heretofore has been pretty highly touted by Sony as a, an exclusive to their platform. Of course, now that's going to be a console exclusive, I assume. Um, I didn't really mention, they, they did a demonstration of No Man's Sky in the PS4 or in the, in the Sony conference, but I still, I know a lot of people are excited about No Man's Sky. I still don't quite know what it is you know after, after playing does, elite uh like some of the um wow factor of you know a billion different stars is kind of like you know been there done that um yeah but on this one though you can like at least travel down yeah. and walk around yeah, that's, the planet that's, which i think is elite's hook, supposed to add elite. that at some point but they oh, okay, haven't done it yet cool. and it's supposed to be sort of a hunter-gatherer minecrafty kind of you know gather resources yeah, and build things Somehow. So they haven't really showed a lot of that. As far as I know, it's like purple dinosaurs on a green planet or green dinosaurs on a purple planet. And that's <laughs> and we're going to take off into the space and yeah. fly the next So like exactly. you can find they, they Barney's did. home planet, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nope, the whole thing. Uh, Gears of War Ultimate Edition is going to be coming to PC. Uh, Killer Instincts coming to PC. Yes, I'm excited for that one because I really wanted to play it. And I was disappointed when it was announced as a console exclusive to the Xbox One. So... Um, yeah, I wonder if it's going to be coming like specifically to Windows 10 uh, as one of their games. Probably, that's something Microsoft would do. Well, but they're also, Microsoft. I mean, if you remember, if you're running a Windows 7 or Windows 8 platform, you get an upgrade to Windows 10 free of Well, charge. that's fine. I'm just wondering if, that, I mean, it's not going to be on Steam. That's what I'm saying. If, if, is Microsoft <laughs> going to be pushing Yeah, Windows games 10? for Windows Live again, part two. Games, right. for Windows Li- games for Windows 10 Live. The Revenge. Re- yeah, come on. Exactly. They're bringing it back. No, I, I think no they're not. They have that. not said that. <laughs> So just to just to make sure there's no ambiguity, they have not said anything about that. Uh, Planet Coaster, which is going to be a sequel to Roller Coaster Tycoon, I'm totally down for this. This is by the same be. people that make Elite Dangerous, actually. Frontier Developments. They for, oh, they weird. forever have made roller coaster games. So this is them kind of doing another roller coaster game. Oh, excellent! Uh, looks like we've got an expansion pack for Pillars of Eternity coming. Yep. It's called so, the cool. March Winter. Ides of Winter. I, There's a I don't colon know, in it. It's uh, it's <laughs> it, it looks like it has a winter theme. So I don't remember the name, but all right. Uh, new game from Dean Hall. Dean Hall being the creator of uh. Daisy. Um, he has a new game that's called Ion, which I don't really know anything about other than the fact that it's uses... already a game called Ion. It's an MMO. This is I O N, whereas the other was A I O N. Excuse me. He is... does a lot of games that have one prominent letter in them. I on and Daisy. I think it's just capitalized. <laughs> I, oh, I don't know. <laughs> um, Daisy so, Z, Z is so just th- capitalized. This guy, this guy kind of became a rock star because of the success of Daisy, the mod first of all, and then you know launching the standalone Daisy that he eventually abandoned. But yeah, I was going to say nothing much has happened from that. I'm, I'm wondering what else he could do. I mean, is he going to be able to really? Yeah, I don't. I don't. That's the thing because his track record is bailing halfway through Daisy, right? So I don't right. know. Um, he's creating something awesome that a lot of people like, but ultimately was broken as hell, and is still broken. And now he's going to make something else. I can't right. find myself getting excited about. That. Yeah, that, yeah, exactly. So we'll see. But it is it is a notable thing apparently. Um, whatever it is has a Diablo like camera. I think is all that's been announced. And then last on the list here, we have uh, StarCraft II Legacy of the Void Prologue Campaign. If you're a fan of StarCraft, Uh, if you've been waiting around for that Protoss campaign for five years, um, you you may get it. It's only been two years. Come on, man. Is that that the last one? Did they do a Zerg? 2010 was when StarCraft II released. Yeah, but the expansion came out. Yeah, but if if you're waiting for Protoss, you've been waiting since. Ah, if you've been waiting specifically for the Protoss Mm -hmm. campaign. It, and and there have been, of course, it launched with a human campaign. Has the, and there's been a Zerg campaign. Yeah, that was Heart yeah. of the Swarm. Okay, that's right. And then now this one. Okay, well, good, good. They'll finally be able to wrap that game up. So much for episodic Starcraft, I guess. Right. <laughs> they, they took the Half Life approach, but have seemed to have done better. <laughs> and to be fair, the other campaigns were as long as a normal Starcraft. Launch. Yeah, they're they're like so, thirty missions or something. So yeah, they're they're all really lengthy. They just wanted to really dive into each of the races, which is cool. Storylines. I, you know, I, I, I yeah. think that's a cool idea, and then they've pulled it off apparently. Yeah, I actually played Legacy of the Void uh, campaign missions at BlizzCon last year, and they seemed fine. Cool. So I look forward to new more Starcraft. I'll I'll play it for sure. 
All right, very good. And that's everything from E3. That is literally everything, literally everything from E3. Everything. So we hope that you've uh, enjoyed this rundown. If you uh, know of anything else that we should add to the list, of course, reach out to us. But let's try really quickly, see if we can get this under one hour, and talk about some of the new releases. New releases coming to us from www.tech-gaming.com. Robert Desert Eagle Allen every week goes through painstaking effort to uh, bring us the latest releases. We will trim down that list to only a few that we thought were interesting. So, uh, Legrand, uh, let me have you go through the yeah. list that you put together here. Uh, let's see. Uh, first on the list, Final Fantasy XIV Heavensward. This is the uh, expansion to Final Fantasy XIV. Uh, Realm Reborn, or whatever they end up calling it. I'm interested. I'm not sure if I'm going to get it, but I am looking forward to the month of free access for lapsed subscriptions on Final Fantasy XIV. All next month, I watched the 23rd. Oh, are you serious? So you I am dead serious. Oh, I watched yeah, the trailer for this a little while ago. It looks like it may be focused on Dragoons. Is there already a Dragoon class? Or is a Lancer class? They, is there? There's a Lancer class, which is the class I play primarily, but I think this one is going to have something to like Heavensward, so it's going to have something to do with flight. It has dragons, they're adding, for sure. Yeah, they're adding mounts and things like that. I saw dragons in the trailer, and you're fighting mounts. You're fighting dragons, apparently. That's a point. This is the this is the game that I love to want to play, and (laughs) I really would love to put more time into it. It's a game that I that I love to want to play too, and I would play it, but I really wish it were free subscription. Me too. But even eleven uh, is on, not at this point. So. Yes, even that's correct. It never was. Like, what so. the hell? Yeah. Yep. Next on the list, uh, Batman: Arkham Knight coming out for uh, the new platform, so PC, Xbox One, and PS4. Um, yeah, getting next in the very Arkham good series. reviews too. Apparently, I was going to say getting excellent reviews. Um, oh, I, in really? fact, I, I saw I saw someone say that uh, Rocksteady may be one of the premier studios of all time. Uh, I think Polygon gave this game a ten out of ten, which is pretty rare for that. Ninety-one wow, Metascore at this so. point. Yeah, so I, I was actually a little worried about it because I mean I was kind of lukewarm on Arkham City. I thought it was okay, but didn't really care for the open world and was kind of not really looking forward to this. But if the reviews, you know, are that good, it might be worth checking out. And if you uh, happen to be getting an Xbox One, they are doing for the next little bit uh, where if you get one, you can get any free retail game, which will this is also eligible for that too. So yeah, yeah. they were. They were also giving away um, Arkham Knight codes with uh, purchase of NVIDIA hardware. Uh, right. You can cards. get Witcher so, 3 and Arkham Knight with buying a, one video card, which is pretty cool. Right, yeah. so you, you can find Arkham Knight codes on you know for PC for like dirt, dirt cheap. I'm talking like $30 um, right now. Yeah, there was like a 40% off code over at uh, like Green Man Gaming yeah, or something Green like Man that. Yeah, Green Man had it like for like $35. Bucks. Messed um, up. Yeah, like, a, like two weeks ago when it was like you know two weeks out. So that's it's crazy. It's obscene. Yeah, obscene deals on the internet. Obscene. Uh, next on the list, Devil May Cry Four Special Edition. I don't know why that's there, but hey, buy some Devil May Cry. People 4 like again. Devil May Cry. Uh, Fire Emblem: The Sacred Stones. This was the GBA game. I want to say. Is that the same one that they gave on the Ambassador uh, program for the 3DS? That that wouldn't be fair. Now I've got the, I, you know I've got that Ambassador thing, and I, I've never touched that Fire Emblem game. Oh yeah, it was the GBA. So it was, uh, this is there may have been a few of them though. So. Yeah. yeah. Is, anyway, it's uh, on the eShop now. For is that um, and forgive me? Is that a, is that a two D tactical game or is that like um, yeah? Is it like Tactics Ogre style two D or yeah something like? Yep. Okay. Uh, I've only really played one Fire Emblem game. That was the three DS one. That yeah, I need to play it's that. called Awakening. Awakening. Called? Yeah, I need to play that too. I I, I opened that to uh, finalize my Club Nintendo coins, and I actually still haven't played it. So. <laughs> Yeah. Speaking of obscene. Uh, I was thinking about doing that for my F game last week, but instead I found a piece of crap that I wanted to play. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Fish Fillets. Excellent. Uh, you finally, listen to that. Last on the list, Mahjong Pretty Girls Battle, colon, School Girls Edition. Oh, my goodness. Uh, probably some Mahjong dating sim. Uh, that sounds all right. You know, I, I used to like Mahjong yeah. back when... Nice. Back when we had a computer and it was like Windows 3.1 and that oh, was yes. one of the only games on there that we had anyway. I love clicking on these tiles. I love this. Look at this. Yeah, it was, you know. I never understood. Amazing. Can someone explain to me why in Mahjong you can pick up tiles from like the, 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 the side facing the player, but you can't pick them up from the side facing away? Is there some rule about that? I thought it was only sides to the left and right. I don't know. I thought it was like. I thought it was ones that were not where... uh, surrounded on more than. Yeah, exactly. That's what I thought. So there, it seems like there's some. I don't know. I can't get the rules of mahjong. I well, you know that that mahjong where you just like try to match the tiles and stuff. That's that's not mahjong at all. That's I think that's no. Just they used to do some sort of gambling Shanghai mahjong or whatever. Yeah, it's it's actually big in Japan. The real mahjong. I have no idea how to play it, but big in Japan. People do play oh. it. 
Well, those are the new releases that matter. There's more at tech-gaming.com, so go and see uh, those releases there. And I think that's a show. I think it is. And if you enjoyed listening to us prattle on and on about E3, you might like to listen to us prattle on and on on Twitter. You can find us collectively at Show. You can find us individually. I am at Jeremy underscore Lamont. You can find me at Legrand. I'm at Count underscore Elmdor. And our compatriot Jared Red Eye Dunn is at R-E-D underscore I. And of course you can find him streaming at least once a week on our twitch.tv slash Show channel. All of our archives, youtube.com slash gamebytesshow. Uh, you can also go to our website, gamebytesshow.com, and you can find any of our previous podcasts. We are the Game Bytes Show, and we try to give you games, uh, news, information, what we've been playing in small little bites, uh, except when E3 comes around, in which case we'll give it to you in a little more standard-sized bite. But um, until next time, we are your Game Bytes Show, and we will see you next time. See ya. Thank you for listening. Bye.